Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Great song by Neil Young. Definitely represents the two who were arrested with me in civil disobedience at Gracie Mansion yesterday. Louis Menchaca, 81 years old, lives in East Harlem. And Collect Bronston Strike, 81 years old, from Bensonhurst. We were charged with obstruction of justice. I guess I'm considered Lou an old guy, too. I'm 69. We were the AARP3. And it's amazing because this entire demonstration that transpired outside of Grant's Gracie Mansion, supposedly the home of Eric Adams, out of town now, Eric Adams, for the last week, the swagger man with no plan. Turns out he's never there. Yeah, Justin, according to the cops uh, who were assigned there, he goes, you know, Curtis, I don't know what we're going to charge you with. I don't know what you can do for an act of civil disobedience because he's never here. Remember originally he said when he was first uh, sworn into office, God had predicted uh, 30 years before Jesus had told him as he woke up in a cold sweat, Eric, you will be mayor on January 1st of 2022. That since that moment when he was entitled to stay at Gracie Mansion, he almost never does. And when he was asked by a field of reporters, why is that, uh, Mayor? Well, Gracie Mansion is haunted. Just another lame excuse for not taking advantage of a great place for people. People to be, they come, there's cultural festivals. And that's what triggered this demonstration yesterday. I'll get to the other elements uh, in a moment, is that Eric Adams had gone on record as saying that his staff had asked him to house some of the migrant families, and he felt, gee, as a general, I lead, I really should. There's certainly more than enough space and accommodations for that. But then, in typical fashion, he did the pivot and shift, or as I call it, the flip-flop, and the very next day, what did he say? He said, I can't do it. They won't let me do it. Who, who's they? You're the mayor. You can do almost anything. Would never really explain why he couldn't do it. 
So it was Anthony Weiner who was on with me, the former congressman, left versus right, Saturdays at 4 to 5, said, well, he doesn't have to have them in the actual Gracie Mansion. He could have them in the backyard. The backyard is very large. I've been there many times for cultural festivals. When the weather is good, uh, there is no tent. When the fear is that the weather is inclement, they put up a tent that they have there on the property. And the tent, if it were put up for the migrants, could hold easily probably 200 illegal aliens, without a doubt. And you could put up porta sands outside. You could put up the portable showers. They would never have to actually go into Gracie Mansion itself. That could be fenced off from the yard. And the entrance can be through Carl Schurz Park. So I thought that would be an excellent way for the mayor to finally lead and all of us could follow. He's always talking about being, he's the general. He wants to set the example. And then when he announced that they wouldn't let him do it, he couldn't do it, or maybe he didn't want to do it, he said it was more important the symbolism of it. And you see, that leads us to these multiple demonstrations that have been taking place to stop the tents, stop the migrants, stop the shelters, and stop letting them into the city and to the state of New York and what will eventually destroy us fiscally because we cannot we cannot continue. The taxpayers cannot continue to subsidize this because we know next year, in order to continue this, there'll be double the number of illegals. You're talking 200,000, maybe more. And we'll have to start cutting fire, uh, public safety, police, social workers, teachers, sanitation, whole host of governmental services, as we had to do in the late 70s when I formed the Guardian Angels. And Ed Koch, a brand-new elected mayor, inherited the fiscal mess from the days of A-Beam, and immediately he had to answer to Governor Kerry and the Fiscal Control Board uh, that was run by Felix Roatan, who represented the bankers who put their money into this fund to keep this city afloat so it wouldn't go Chapter 11, and Victor Gottbaum representing all the pension funds of the unions. Now, I, I would advocate doing that now because we're spending money we don't even have, and unlike the federal government, we can't print money. We have to have a balanced budget both in the city and state, uh, the state is in a horrible fiscal mess. Uh, Tom DiNapoli, our state controller, is putting out a lot of warnings. Brad Lander, our controller in the city, to uh, Eric Adams. And uh, Eric just keeps spending money, money we don't have. Right, so that brings us to this point. Staten Island has become the epicenter of the focus of the media and everyone else in terms of this battle to prevent the migrants from being pushed into neighborhoods overnight, no transparency, no discussion. In fact, even the elected officials not knowing what's going on. We learned that when the borough president, Vito Fasella, two weeks ago appeared on the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion with John Katsimatidis and announced that the city had informed him that they were taking over the senior citizen home which was called Island Shores in Midland Beach, and that they had forced all of the seniors out, including those who were of the greatest generation, some who had been veterans of World War II, and he specifically mentioned a 95-year-old widow. This is so weird because you had people, there was a 95, 96-year-old woman who was forced to move out Uh. of this facility 
And now people have been in this country two weeks, three weeks. They're going to have a nice view of the, of the water. So I mean, they, they, they get the foreigners are getting preference over the American citizen. And so they're working furiously around the clock to get that senior citizen uh, home in shape for 200 illegal, single, able-bodied men who will have nowhere to go, nothing to do, and can only end up getting into trouble. The mayor had said before he fled to Israel for the week that he would never, ever, ever put a migrant uh, uh, center in a flood zone. Well, everybody remembers Superstorm Sandy. It wiped out Midland Beach. So there, that's a lie. And then the two people who got arrested with me yesterday in an act of civil disobedience, one of them, Colette, is originally from Casablanca in Morocco. She is a legal immigrant. She had to jump through the hoops like so many others. She had to have a sponsor. There's, we support legal immigration, not illegal immigration. And that's what's happening now. And I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm an asylum seeker. Come on. You know that most of these folks are not asylum seekers. They're coming for a better life. Who could blame them? They would swim across the ocean if they could. Uh, they would do anything they could to get into our country. But there is a legal way, a responsible way that many others have taken, and sometimes it has taken years, and we have provided for them now a shortcut, an easy pass. Now, for Colette, when she told me she was from Casablanca, it immediately triggered back to me that great movie, Casablanca, and when the Nazis were taking over Humphrey Bogart's cafe. Everybody is to leave here immediately. This cafe is closed until further notice. Clear the room at once. How can he close me up? On what ground? I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. You're winning, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Everybody out. Oh, classic scene. And the residents of Staten Island were shocked to hear from their borough president that the senior citizens of the greatest generation had been told, you must leave. You must find your own accommodations in order to make way for migrants. The residents of Staten Island were shocked to hear that the city had chosen the closed all-girls Catholic school, St. John Villa Academy, which is... uh, right near the Verrazano Bridge, that has, in fact, other schools right there. There's St. John's, the all-girls high school that is active. There's St. John's, the elementary school, boys and girls, that is active. And then there is a school for handicapped children right there. You can reach out and touch all of them. They're all in the same proximity. You could not have chosen a worse location. And the city was insisting they were going to put in 300 mostly single, able-bodied young men. And there was nothing the community could do. And last Wednesday, 4,000 of the residents turned out. This This is in an area that did not vote for me against Eric Adams. The North Shore did not vote for me. The rest of Staten Island, Mid Island, and South Shore did overwhelmingly. Grasmere did not vote for me. They voted for Eric Adams. They were in a rage. If you look at the June 14th edition of the Staten Island Advance, you will see that my own Republicans savaged me because I had reported to them in late May that St. John's Villa Academy would be a home for migrants. 
Naturally, the elected Democrats joined with the Republicans to say I was a liar, I was making it up. And City Hall went out of its way, whereas they always say everything is in play. Uh, they said, we can assure you, St. John's Ville Academy is not being considered for Migrant Center. So when all of a sudden this was announced, and on the same day, Cardinal Dolan, who's partly responsible for this mess, this Michigash through Catholic Charities, which at the border, provides people a means to come up to New York City, and he has encouraged the illegals to come because he knows it's going to nourish the church-going population that has been depleted. He needs that. He vilified all of those who were demonstrating wherever they were. And he said that he sided with the migrants against some of whom are loyal Catholics actually go to church on Sunday, novenas on Monday. They're out there right now. They're in a vigil around the clock at St. John's Villa Academy. And they were crestfallen when they heard their cardinal. They call him eminence. I don't call him eminence, but they do. They're true believers. I'm an AMP Catholic. Ashes on Wednesday, palms on Sunday, and then you don't see me for a month of Sundays. But I think they saw that everyone had turned on them. And then John Tobacco and Scott Lebedo, Scott, the political artist, John Tobacco's media guy, but always been organizing put together the mother of all rallies. 4,000 people showed up, and I was honored to be invited. And people lined up to apologize to me, Republicans, Democrats. We should have listened. City Hall, instead of saying, well, we were wrong, I don't expect them to apologize to me. They hate me. They want me fired. They want me suspended. They want me to retract everything that I say that is truthful. They want me They want me to get down on bended and wounded knee. I won't. I'll continue to inform folks. So they're out there now. They'll rally tonight at 6. I believe there are about eight migrants left inside. Uh, and they're not happy. They want the migrants out. There are other places for them to go. We'll discuss that at the end of this uh, rip and read. And it's Rikers Island. It's Rikers Island where all of them should go. I'll explain it extensively because quite a few people who support that effort. But let's not vilify those on Staten Island. Look at the burden that they bear. The senior citizen uh, home in Midland Beach, St. John's Villa Academy, where everyone lied to them and said it would never happen. They've been told Fort Wadsworth, the longest-running, most historical fort in the history of America that's active, is next. And then the armory, the armory, which is not far away. Would you say that's a fair share I would say for an island of 500,000 people, that's a message that we're going to bury you with the migrants. And they're not not having it. So I stand in solidarity with them. I'll be out there tonight. Hey, look, there's always going to be hotheads. There's always going to be people who are angry. I think you can understand their frustration at being lied to by everyone, even their own elected officials. I have forgiven all of them. We're united in a battle. I put aside my own humongous ego that everyone in radio has for the good of all the people. This is the fight of the people. Politicians can join us or they can get on the sidelines. But we are not going to allow Biden, Hochul, and Adams to destroy our city, destroy our state, and destroy our country. 
This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Don't come around here no more. Don't come around here no more. Whatever you're looking for. This has become the battle cry of demonstrators throughout the city of New York, moderate Democrats, independents, and Republicans. From the first demonstrations at Creedmoor when 4,000 assembled to say no to the tents, no to the migrants, most of them were moderate Democrats who owned co-ops in the area, the largest number of co-ops in the state of New York. And then we moved into Brooklyn, and we saw this past Thursday in the rain in the parking lot of Toys R Us on Flatbush Avenue. It was a rally put together by moderate Democrats in which Sid Rosenberg and I were invited to speak. And again, people, they really did not want to hear from politicians. They, they, they asked, what is the plan? What is the plan at all these rallies? And then, obviously, the rally in Staten Island we just spoke of at St. John's Villa Academy. And there will be one tonight at 6, which I'll be attending. And it should be peaceful and calm because we don't want uh, those who want to stereotype those demonstrating as being racist, as being xenophobic. We support illegal immigration. And many people at the rallies are immigrants, in fact, first generation. And they came in and had to jump through all the hoops like past generations. They had to have a sponsor. They had to have medical checkups. They had to be vetted for criminal record. All the things that this new wave of illegal aliens doesn't have to do and aren't even asked to do it. And they have to be the most surprised people in the world. They get an easy pass right in and live better than our own homeless people, majority of whom are black. In fact, there were black men and black women. I was up on 125th Street and Lexington Avenue Friday night with the Guardian Angel Patrol. There were men waiting to go to the shelter on Ward's Island. Many of them veterans who were asking me, what's going on? I got to be in a dorm with eight guys. Some of them with mental problems. Some of them with medical issues. I served this country in Afghanistan and Iraq. I'm sleeping in a shelter and there in three-star hotels? Something wrong with that. These are black men saying this. Black women. There's a rage out there. And you got the president who is so disconnected from reality. And you got Kathy Hochul, the governor, who is just, she's now at war with Eric Adams. He's at war with her. And he, he's the one who started this by trying to one-up Governor Abbott. When Governor Abbott needed relief from this invasion into Texas, overwhelming its capacity to care for the migrants. And he said, no mas, no mas, I'm going to send them to the sanctuary cities. You, you say you're a sanctuary city, Eric Adams. You say you're a sanctuary state, Kathy Hochul. You got to take them. We can't deal with them. And instead of going down to the border, as Governor Abbott had invited Eric Adams to do, he did what he always does when he's confronted. He called Governor Abbott a racist. 
And then recently, he decided, I can't handle them in New York City. I'm going to outsource them to other areas in New York State. The first place he tried was Rockland County. And ironically, it's somebody he served in the police department with, the NYPD, who actually liked him, Ed Day, who is the county executive. They liked one another. And then all of a sudden, no transparency, no sort of conversation about, hey, I need to send some some of our illegal aliens from New York City to you in Rockland County, Ed Day. Where do you think we could do that? It's just he was going to try to sneak them in. And Ed Day said, no way. He never offered a question. He never asked for an opinion. He just said, screw you, Rockland County, we're going to do it. Well, here's my response. Mr. Adams, you try to run us over, I will reach up and grab you by the throat for the people of Rockland County. You are not getting away with this, and you picked the wrong person to fight with. He did. Uh, he would not be bullied that day, to his credit. Friend of Eric Adams. So the next day, instead of Eric Adams recognizing that I can't just sneak illegals in, i got to have some conversation with all these various county leaders, he once again decided to uh, play the race card. County exec day. I mean, this guy has a record of being anti-Semitic, you know, his racist comments, uh, you know, his thoughts and how he responded to this. Really, it shows a lack of leadership. This was his friend, former colleague in the NYPD, County Executive Ed Day. So naturally, he's white. You call him a racist. Calls me a racist. Calls anybody who disagrees with him who's white a racist. But he called him anti-Semitic. Now, Justin, you know up in Rockland County, one-third of the voters are Orthodox Jews. If they vote as a block, which oftentimes they do, and they think you're anti-Semitic, you don't have a choice. You don't have a chance to be the county executive. Ed Day is not a racist, and he's not an anti-Semite. What he did was he didn't engage in a verbal battle after that. He immediately went into court. He wanted uh, a temporary restraining order. He got it. They've argued in court. And guess what? Not one illegal alien has been busted in from New York City because he did not buck. He did not fold. He did not retreat. He did not surrender because he was called a racist and an anti-Semite. See, that's what Eric Adams wants. He knows it in the past. You call somebody a racist or an anti-Semite, all of a sudden they fold. Not a day. And everybody should follow that. In fact, a person who has followed that has been Bruce Blakeman in Nassau County, the uh, county executive. When they started moving in, the single able-bodied illegal alien men into the tent in Creedmoor, there were 800 there now. Capacity is 1,000, 200 more to go. Uh, across the street, all the parks are taken over by them. The, the women and the children will not go to the parks. They feel unsafe. And the police are not patrolling the area. So <laughs> what do you think? And outside of Creedmoor, there are three buses. There's a city bus, and there are two buses in Nassau County. The illegal aliens have free passage on all three buses. What do you think the buses they're going to take? The city bus? No. They're taking the Nassau County bus to Great Neck, right up there by Lennon's Northern Boulevard. Yeah, all the Persians up there. Wake up. They're coming. And Hillcrest. And Blakeman did not surrender, did not retreat, took a page out of the book of Ed Day. To invite people in uh, who are undocumented with not knowing who they are, why they are here, 
uh, I think is very, very faulty, and it's something that we do not endorse here in Nassau County. And then he was even more forceful. First of all, there is no planning that has been done on the federal level for this. Uh, second of all, uh, this would stress many of the services that are provided by our school districts, by the county, and by the towns and villages. And uh, more importantly, in a letter that Eric Adams recently sent to Governor Hochul, and they're at odds with one another, he wanted state properties used in Long Island. He didn't mention one state property in Nassau, of which there are a few. But he recognized that he had a strong resistance that would not buck, would not ease, would not surrender if he all of a sudden wanted to call Bruce Blakeman a racist. It wouldn't work. Or call Peter King, who's part of that race. It wouldn't work. Joe Cairo, head of the Nassau County GOP. It wouldn't work. They stood strong. Ah. And, you know, the one who led the effort in all of that, a guy, Phil Orenstein, who began these rallies outside of Creedmoor, who made the case directly to Eric Adams when he came to visit that area for the uh, India Day Parade that takes place there once a year outside of Creedmoor. People are devastated by the idea of bringing a, a, a thousand single able-bodied uh, migrants right into our neighborhood with no curfew. They're unvetted. What diseases do they have? Who are they? Now, amazing. When I was on 125th in Lexington with the Guardian Angels patrolling on Friday night and the men were queued up waiting for the bus to take them to Ward's Island, they were there. Final bus, because if they're not in their shelter, these are Americans, many of them veterans, predominantly African-American. If they're not in their shelter before 10 o'clock, that's curfew, they lose their bed. Uh, the illegal aliens, they don't have a curfew anywhere. In fact, you heard Lady Gaga's uh, father describe that on West 70th Street, where they've been housed in a hotel, they run the streets to the break of dawn. There's no curfew. How do you have a curfew against Americans, some of them veterans, most of them African-Americans, but not against the illegals that you put up in three-star hotels? And then, of course, there was the battle royale between uh, Sid Rosenberg and Scaramucci. Scaramucci, who is clearly a schifosa, a sfachim of the worst type, a chameleon of the worst type. He'll go wherever the money goes. But even Sid... Uh, had a verbal throwdown last week on his morning show with Scarmucci and basically shut shut him off. Shut him off. Trump or President Putin would be oh. in Warsaw. No, 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 no. The subject would be. Stop saying would be. NATO alliance. Anthony, stop Trump telling me. Anthony, Anthony, you work in Woodbees, I work in facts. You work in Woodbees. When Trump was president, when Trump, when, no, you're not giving me any facts. You're giving me, no, no. When Trump was president, was, when Trump, okay, goodbye. Put him on. Shut up. I'm done with you. I love you, but you're saying things that are so stupid. These are friends. I'm no friend of Scarmucci. He's a Sfachim. He's a Schifosa. He started a restaurant in honor of John Gotti Sr., my enemy, called the Bergen Hunt Fish and Shoot Human Beings Club restaurant in honor of the Gottis and Gambinos. Here's a guy who uh, is in total support of Sam Friedman, you know, 
Blankman Friedman. Yeah, right. The guy FTX ripped off $38 billion. Worse than Bernie Madoff. This guy is the worst. He's Drek. And he hosted a fundraiser for Eric Adams' re-election to become mayor out in the Hamptons this past weekend. Well, guess what? While they were whining, dining, and pocket-lining Eric Adams to try to assure him he'll have a war chest to be re-elected and do more damage to the city. Remember, if Eric Adams did a halfway decent job as a Democrat, it would be almost impossible to beat him. But now there is a movement of moderate Democrats, Republicans, independents that are saying one-term Eric Adams, like they did to his mentor, David Dinkins, many, many years ago. One-term Eric Adams. So they're trying to build this war chest. You know what's happening, Justin? While they were whining, dining, and pocket-lining Eric Adams, the folks in West Hampton were calling me to organize rallies because Eric Adams who I guess doesn't know his geography out there, had demanded of Kathy Hochul that he be able to send illegal aliens to the uh, base right there in West Hampton. It is for the Air National Guard of the state of New York. It's a very large airport. If you had to, you could land a 747 there uh, in an emergency situation, a C-4 cargo uh, jet in an emergency situation. And they are outraged in West Hampton. The Democrats, the Republicans, the independents, they want me to organize them because Eric Adams wants to send the illegals that he welcomed here, the mess that he created here, out to the West Hamptons while he's saying to the Hampton residents, wine me, dine me, and pocket line me. Hello. Uh, forget the song. Forget the song. Uh, Rikers Island. When I was there uh, yesterday in front of Gracie Mansion, I finished up the rally before I got arrested in an act of civil disobedience. Talking about this is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. All right, cut out of the song. I'm beginning to think this is being done purposefully two days in a row. Guys, let's get this together. Engineers. So, as I say, when I finished my presentation at the rally yesterday to get arrested in an act of civil disobedience with two 81-year-old residents, one who was a legal immigrant from Casablanca in Morocco, I said to our detractors and supporters, look, in order to deal with this ongoing wave, as some would say, of migrants or invasion of illegals, there's got to be a compromise. And the compromise has been mentioned time and time again by many, many people of different political backgrounds. For instance, Eric Adams, uh, when he was out in... uh, Eastern Queens for the India Day Parade. He uh, was approached by Phil Ornstein, very respectful, representing the uh, residents out there, and he mentioned Rikers Island. Mr. Mayor, what about Rikers Island? There are abandoned buildings there. 
They could house 20,000, but not at Creedmoor, not in our neighborhood. We're going to destroy our neighborhoods. We're going to destroy the property values. We're gonna, there's going to be crime. There's going to be drug taking. We don't know what's going to happen. Okay, and that was very respectful. But also, our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, has been saying this from day one. Look, put the migrants on Rikers Island. And he had on the director of the Office of Emergency Management for Eric Adams, who danced around that issue. Last time we were on, we talked about Rikers Island. You have room for twenty or 30,000 people there. Why do we want to inconvenience New York City residents when we can just put the migrants over there? So every time we look at a different space, there's a a host of things that we need to solve for and look for. Uh, Rikers Island, we are looking at it, but it is complicated. Um, There are security concerns. There are transportation concerns. um, There's concerns about intermixing with the population there, about putting too much on Department of Corrections, about the infrastructure there. So it is something that we we are looking at. We could have the state send the National Guard to help the Department of Corrections. Um, we have made very clear what our asks are of the state and the federal government, as I've said. They don't want to do it, and I'll tell you why, ladies and gentlemen. Eric Adams is totally focused on his reelection. He knows that the socialists in his party are the impediment. He fears AOC, all our crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the socialists, especially if she were to run. He's had two separate dinners with her at Gracie Mansion to try to assuage you. He's afraid of the socialists. He knows that if he did the common sense thing, which is a great compromise, use Rikers Island, that the socialists would go nuts. More, more in-depth analysis of the use of Rikers Island in the coming days on Rip and Reed, because that at least is a compromise that can work.